Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. The Breakfast Club, bitches. The voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Good morning, fam. What's up, ye? What's up, Envy? It's Tuesday! Yes, it is. I know you're going to stop treating me like I work for UPS or the post office or FedEx or any other carrier. What's wrong with working there? Nothing, but I don't, and you have me like <laughs> I'm working there. Angela Yee, Angela Yee lives in New York. I live in New Jersey. So she buys things, and she ships them to my house so she doesn't have to pay taxes, right? That's illegal, right? I think. I don't know. Maybe I... Well... Huh? Yeah, anyway. Snitch. Too late now. But anyway, but they're, they're huge boxes. So it's not like a little small shoe box. No, the box I carried today was damn near <laughs> half my size. So now when I get to work in the morning at, at 5.30 in the morning, I'm walking through the streets dark with this big-ass box. People looking at me like I'm stealing it. And I'm... It, it, you Appreciate just, you. It's just a lot. And listen, the problem with this package that got returned because you weren't home, I guess you were out of town. Uh, I was working. I need you to be home. She was like, I... yeah, I need you to be home to pick up this package. <laughs> I, I have a job, you. All right. Oh, my well, goodness. Well, appreciate you. Shout out to everybody. Uh, I feel like I, I should tip him. Yeah, yeah, you should. <laughs> Shout out to everybody in Atlantic City. I was out in Atlantic City uh, yesterday. You know, um, After you got my package. After I got your package, yeah. You know, uh, I do real estate heavy, and Atlantic City is one of those markets where... It was hit by Sandy. There's a lot of great deals there, a lot of vacant lots, and they're rebuilding Atlantic City from the casinos. There's schools. They're building a power plant. There's so much that they're doing there, so it's a great opportunity. So I was out there looking at some more stuff to purchase and see what I can do there. We're also doing a seminar there to teach people kind of about real estate. We're going to have a ride-along where we take you through some of the properties and teach you how much it costs to fix and what you should be looking for. So we're going to be doing that this month. So I was out in Atlantic City. What you do yesterday? Uh, yesterday I did a, my lip service podcast and I have an announcement to make. Uh, okay. So lip service is going on the road. We are going on tour. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Thank you, Live Nation. Mm-hmm. We're doing a lot, nice, uh, great tour. So we're coming to a bunch of different cities. And right now we have a special VIP pre-sale that only lasts until Friday with the password lip service. But we'll, we're starting off in Philly, mm-hmm. then New York, then Charlotte, then D.C., Silver Springs, Maryland, Atlanta, San Francisco, L.A., Houston, Dallas, New Orleans, Detroit, Cleveland, and Chicago. Nice. Yeah, so that's exciting that people have been wanting us to bring the podcast on the road. And what's great is that some of the venues announced it yesterday and people are already hitting me up some great special guests for all of these cities that want to come through and participate. So I'm excited. Great, great, great. To bring that on the road and all the girls will be coming with me. So it'll be me, Gigi, Stephanie, and L'Oreal. Nice. Well, congratulations to you. Thank you. All right. Well, Swiss Beats will be joining us this morning. Swizzy. We'll kick it with Swiss Beats. That guy um, with that incredible new he house. He bought an amazing house. Yeah, his house is beautiful. Swiss really inspires me. Like, I, I tell people all the time, when I get lazy, there's not too many times I do get lazy, but when I need that inspiration, I always look on Swiss page. Swiss is somebody that that it started off being a DJ, turned to a producer, turned to a mogul. He was an artist. He owns art. He does stuff with brands like uh, yeah, McLaren, I think Aston Martin, uh, Zenith Watches. He has so much Bacardi. He does so much under his belt, and he continues to 
to push the culture. He's one of those guys where I look at for inspiration, whether it's his new house, his what he does with his family, where he goes on vacation. That's what you need. And it's not hate because I, I love, because I inspire. To, it makes me work harder to want to do that. And I hope that, you know. And hit him up and be like, yo, congrats. That's dope. I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? Well, let's talk about somebody who is a hater, Donald Trump. Oh, boy. Now, they are subpoena him, subpoenaing him, and we'll tell you why and how he's tried to deflect. And somehow, Obama got dragged into this. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. The last night in Monday Night Football, the Cleveland Browns beat the Jets 23-3. And I just want to tell y'all, Odell looked great last night. Like... I think he, he uh, caught for over 100 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did an amazing catch. He ran one in for, what, 90 yards or 89 yards or something like that? 80, 80-something yards. He looked dope. Like, I'm sitting there like, I don't understand why the Giants traded him. Like, I still don't get it. Well, he did also have on a different watch, we had which be- the best wide, about. One of the best wide receivers, one of the best running backs. So I, I don't understand, Giants. Why? Why? Sorry, you go ahead. That watch might be good luck for him. Maybe. A different one on this time. Well, he wasn't wearing it in the game. He was just wearing it in practice. But he looked pretty good last night. Shout out to Odell. And what else we got, Yeezy? Well, did you see the watch? Is it worth around $2 million? And Richard Mill, I wouldn't, well. What? I wouldn't say it's worth $2 million. But, you know, that's that's the exaggerated price a little bit. But go ahead. Okay. All right. Is that all your scores? Yep, that's all my score. Only one game last night. It's Monday Night Football. What team I did you pick? Know. Did you pick a team I yet? didn't pick one yet. Okay. Pick I the need... Miami Dolphins. I think the Miami Dolphins would be perfect for you. There's a lot of people that have been leaning me towards Picking, I don't know. I gotta think. I gotta think on it. All right, now let's talk about Donald Trump. New York City prosecutors have subpoenaed his tax returns, and of course, a lawyer for his Trump organization said he's evaluating the situation and will respond as appropriate. So they want the last eight years of his state and federal tax returns for his him and his company. Mm-hmm. Now, Donald Trump, in response to that, what do you think he did? He deflected everything on to uh, Barack Obama. He tweeted out, House Judiciary has given up on the Mueller report, sadly for them, after two years and $40 million spent. Zero collusion, zero obstruction. He clearly didn't read the report. So they say, okay, let's look at everything else and all the deals that Trump has done over his lifetime, but it doesn't work that way. I have a better idea. Look at the Obama book deal or the ridiculous Netflix deal. Then look at all the deals made by the Dems in Congress, the Congressional Slush Fund, and lastly, the IG reports. Take a look at them. What does that have to do with anything? Nothing. Anything with his tax returns? What, like, what, I'm, I'm confused. Like, President Obama left office. Yeah, he left he office and he Netflix. did a deal, and I'm sure he paid his taxes. I'm, I'm 100% sure and he paid his taxes. He's the only person, only president that's not letting his uh, taxes be public. Right. So clearly there's something uh, crazy going on behind the scenes there. Mm-hmm. All right, and a seventh person in California now has died in a vaping-related illness. The 40-year-old died over the weekend, so uh, they are really warning you to stop with this vaping. They said so far they've identified 380 cases of lung illness associated wow. with the use of e-cigarettes in 36 states and the U.S. Virgin Islands. They said they're investigating at least 450 possible cases of lung disease related to vaping. So it is about that time. Yeah, then I heard something about it's uh, a lot of people are using, I guess, fake marijuana. It's not real marijuana. It's like uh, off marijuana, and it's, it's really affecting people as well. Right, so if you are out there, just, you know, put it down while they're still trying to figure out what's going on with that, but mm-hmm. don't risk your life. 
All right. All right. And that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning, or maybe you just want to spread some positivity. Whatever it may be. 800-585-1051. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Gary. Gary, what's up? Get it off your chest. Yeah, man, I'm just calling. I'm riding to New York right now. I'm from D.C. Keep your hand about these cigarettes and e-cigarettes, man. Like, what about, you know, real cigarettes? Of the liquor stores and all that, man. It's like Ooh. a diversion. Real cigarettes are bad too. They got a they got a big sticker on it that says "cause cancer, you will die." So I don't know why they even sell them. Yeah, right? I don't even know why cigarettes has, hasn't been banned. And then I guess the e-cigarettes is because a lot of kids are vaping and they're trying to make sure that uh, kids are not using these things. That's true. I feel you, but you know, in reality, they can get a hold of it regardless. So yeah, they can. I understand though, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. These are really marketed to kids, though, because the names, they have names that are like Captain Crunch and all of that. So I think that's the issue they have with the marketing for them. So it, people think it's harmless. That makes sense. All right, what that you doing sense. in New York, bro? No, nah, man, I'm a trucker just riding through, uh, going to Boston. Okay, you in your truck now? Yeah. Blow yeah. the horn, brother. Blow the horn. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Weak ass horn, but I will let you live. Damn. <laughs> right, I Have bet you move one. out the way. <laughs> Hello, who's this? What's going on? This is David. David, what's up? Get it off your chest, bro. Man, I'm pissed off last night. I took my shorty. Wait, wait. You, you, you got us on Bluetooth or speaker? You take us off for a second. Oh, my fault. My fault. My fault. I was saying that last night. I cooked for my shorty or whatever. And as soon as, you know what I'm saying, she ate her food, she was watching anime, and then it was time for her to show her due diligence. She told me this was a bad idea, and it was time to go. What you mean, do your due diligence? You wanted some sex? Her, her due diligence, man. You know the due diligence. After you cook her a good meal. That's the wrong way of thinking. Down, See, that's the wrong way of thinking. Why she telling me it's a bad idea? She should have never came through. Like, of course she should have never came She through. just wanted to spend some time with you. That's your girl, not a prostitute. You can't pay her for sex, bro. Oh, man. I was just trying to show her a good time, make her feel good. Maybe she was on her period. No, I doubt it. Why? Why do you doubt that? <laughs> You gotta show me if you on your period. She has to me. show you she's on her period. I mean, I hope next it. time she bleeds all over you. How long you been oh, with man. us, sir? It really proved something. I mean, I mean, we kicking it. We not even together for real. What? Yeah. I was trying to show her. I was trying to show her. Oh, I was worth the time. She did the right thing by leaving, bro. Oh, man. I don't think she should go out with you again. Yeah, I don't think so either. What's her, what's her not, number? I'm not, I'm not going out with her again. It's over for her. Oh, good. Good. Okay, you, you, uh, she dodged a bullet. Well, thanks for the meal. What did you cook? Man, I cooked. I Tacos. Cooked ribeye, mashed potatoes. I cooked corn and green beans. Yeah. Good heavy meal. Probably disgusting. That's why she didn't want to eat it. She probably had diarrhea yeah, right, after she yeah, cooked all right. that food. Uh, <laughs> any, anyway, though, y'all have a great morning. Um, Andy, Charlamagne, I need to start coming to work on time, man. You're the only one who want to come to work on time, What are you talking time, about? Gotta, what are you talking about? Uh, I was late one part. time in the last month. And no, uh, every time I listen, <laughs> you the only one in the, in the station. I'm here morning, now. We waiting on Andy. We waiting on Charlamagne. Y'all got to do better, man. Charlamagne's still not here, so he can't even respond. All right, it's man. terrible. Don't put me I in that box. I've been here, man. Envy. Yeah, yeah. Get here on time. I've been here on time. <laughs> Bye, man. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass up. 
This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, DJ Envious. Me, Leticia. How you doing? Hey, Angela. Hey, boo. What's up, Leticia? <laughs> Nothing. I'm so happy I got on. Okay, so I just want to tell you, DJ, I loved how you had on your stash, like, what was it, last week? And, um... Had on my what? That maybe you was going to do a little... Mustache? You had the little DJ, uh, international DJ. Oh, yeah, on my sash. Maybe yeah. a week or two. My, yeah. yeah, I Shout thought maybe you were going to get a little, a little bachata real quick when they, when you put on the stash and they put on the music, but, you know, you didn't do that for me. Suavemente. See, now, I thought she said stash like you had put on a mustache. That's I was like, oh, no, 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 the stash. Okay. The stash. My DJ of the year. And then... Yeah, congrats on that. And Angela, I like the wet look on your hair. I really do like that. You look really cute. Thank DJ, you. My hair is like wet right now. I'm trying to get my I curls see, back. I'm looking at on TV. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm trying to get these yeah. curls back yeah. and not put no heat on it and just let it air dry. Oh, I can dig it. Yeah. Do you use that curly curly cream for like mixed girls? Do you use that on your hair? I've been using my Miss Jessie's products. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, the multicultural oh, okay. curls. I have one question for you, Angela. Number mm-hmm. one, I like that jade around your neck. And number two, what is that um <laughs> that gold uh cat? What does that represent? Like I know you're Oh, okay. Chinese, but what does that mean? So what that does is they usually use this in stores and places like that to bring in good luck and money. So that's oh, like a welcome, okay. and I'm bringing it in. It's working. You got to get it for yourself, dude. You got to yeah, get one. I do. That's why I wanted to know. And does it matter if the hand is moving or not? Well, this is solar-powered, so, you know, it doesn't have to oh. be moving, though. Okay. Well, that's so why the hand's always moving. My call. I listen to y'all every every morning on the iHeartRadio app. Actually, I listen to y'all at work. And you watch us on Revolt, clearly. And I watch y'all on Revolt. Well, thank you, man. I like her. She's very observant about everything. Yes, yeah, she is. Hello, who's this? Dennis. Dennis, what's up? Get it off your chest. Yeah, um, so I'm just going through some things right now, and I just really, I don't really speak to anybody. I just needed closure, so I just want to air it out in a kind of a way. I'm going through something with uh, with my wife right now. Um, well, supposedly she has, like, a lot of people in the loop giving her bad information um, about me and stuff like that, and it's false. And um, we get into big arguments and everything like that, and she has this baby father that's in the loop all the time. I kind of think they're sleeping around and stuff like that. But she tells me, long long story short, we got into a, a big argument. I left. Um, we haven't been speaking. We haven't been communicating. And it's really, like, bothering me, like, down to the core. So why do you think she's cheating? You know, I don't even know because I do it all. I can't even. She don't work. She doesn't. She just goes to school. So you have no evidence. You have no proof. You just got a feeling. I, well, they, she she cheated on me before with her baby father. Oh. She slept around with him before. She slept around with, with him before on me. And he's always coming over to the house when I'm not there, Whoa. when I'm at work and stuff like that. She's always talking to him on the phone, talking bad about me. He's always talking bad about me to her, like trying to stir up things so she don't, so she dislikes me even more. That's a violation right there. Yeah, that is a violation. Yeah. Um, um, did she yeah, tell you yeah, that he's coming um, over your house? Because I mean, um, they have kids together. So does she tell you he's coming over? No, she don't tell me. Like I do a double, I do a double at work, and I go to work and I do this double, and then all of a sudden I find out that my stuff is misplaced, put in the back. And all kinds of stuff. I'm like, oh, well, uh, uh, you know what it is, bro. Yeah, you got to stand up a little bit. You man. already it know like what it is. She's taking advantage of you. She's, she's taking your kindness for weakness. This is where the situation yeah. where you got to you got to be a man and you got to man up. I know it might be hurt where you got to put your foot down and say, look, you can't do this anymore. But that's what you have to do she's for your own sanity. She's doing what she wants. Yeah, and then um, so I left and whatever kids me. And every time I try to confront him, 
she was always like trying to like separate us, make sure we don't speak at any cost. Well, it shouldn't be about him. I mean, you know, he doesn't have any loyalty towards you. It should be your wife that you should have that conversation with. You know what I mean? You confront him really yeah, means nothing. And then, and then we have a son together also. And it's like, to be honest with you, he don't really care for his son. He more care for her than, than, than his kids and anything. And I'd be like, yo, why do you even associate with some, with yourself with a piece of like that? Like, you understand? Uh, like, I do things for, for my kid and his son and stuff like that. And it's just... So what are you going to do, bro? What are you going to do? I mean, I'm being real. I'm not even going to sit here and lie. I love her. So I do, I right. do love her. And she's just disrespectful. Like, she's walking all over you. But she knows you love her, and she knows that you ain't going nowhere. That's why she continues to do it. Yeah. So, so you know, we might have to put your foot down and be like, you know what? I'm not going to take this no more, and I'm out. People, and you will, put people, your will, get really away, people will get away with what you let them get away with. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm out. I'm out already. Where are you from? I just, I just, I'm from Long Island. Long Island, Okay. All right. All right. Well, I mean, well, just... I, I, thank you for venting with us this morning, and I really do hope you uh, work out what you need to do for yourself. And, I, and I'm proud of you. Ain't do nothing crazy, man. Just, just remember, you got a kid. Don't do nothing stupid. If she, ain't, if she ain't worth it, she ain't worth it. Just let it go. Thank you. And hopefully, she realizes what she lost, and she'll come back and act right. But you don't let her just disrespect you. Go to the club, post a lot of pictures. You have fun. You live your life, and <laughs> and, and do it like that. How old are you, brother? Uh, I'm 31. Now you got a long way to go, bro. You got a long life to live, man. Enjoy it. All right. All right. Don't don't sound down, man. Get up. Sound happy, man. You need some friends. I know. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to be. I'm being. I'm trying to be in high spirits. Uh, I'm trying to do it all, but it's just. You I know got what you. Mean? Sometimes your thoughts, your thoughts just have you thinking like, yo, man, was I right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, brother. Have a good one, man. All right. And remember, we love you. Thank you, man. <laughs> he ain't even said I love he, you back. I just tell him she was a positive. I said, said thank I you. you. Know, That's whatever. the worst. When you tell back. someone you love them and they just say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I right, no you. doubt. Damn, you just hurt my feelings <laughs> now. Now I feel you. like you. Jeez. You want him to lie? He don't love you. I know. All right, fine. Get it off your chest. <laughs> 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, you got rumors on the way? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, thank you. Okay. Um, we are going to talk about Dancing with the Stars. We'll tell you who made their debut last night on Dancing with the Stars. Donald Trump needs to investigate this, but hopefully you saw it and saw how uh, everything happened. Also, Kevin Hart is being sued for $60 million. This sounds ridiculous. Yeah, and I heard Dancing with the Stars, they had to change the way they, they voted because Bobby Bones won last year, so they changed the, the voting process now. Because of Bobby Bones? <laughs> yeah. Why can't he have just won? I don't know. That's, they said they got to change the voting process. I guess he was too popular because um, he was on the radio show all day, so they said they changed the voting process. But anyway, we'll talk about it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Yo, listen, if you're in New York City and you're coming down the West Side Highway, when you get to 96th Street, it's going to be a parking lot. And then after you get out the parking lot, it's a one-lane highway because they got two lanes closed. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Beyonce. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. This is the Rumor Report Talk to with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So Beyonce's Making the Gift special was on last night. It's a documentary that shows the whole creative process behind Making the Lion King the Gift. That's the album that accompanied the iconic Disney movie, which Beyonce uh, collaborated on the album with a number of African artists, producers, and musicians. Now, some of the things that were highlights for people was seeing Beyonce sing those raw vocals before she even got the songs done. And here's her doing some opera for the opera-inspired background vocals for Bigger. I hear some opera in the background. Could you bring me back to the first verse? 
Okay. And then you also get to see a lot of the family. Jay-Z's on there. The twins, Rumi and Sarah, on there. And, of course, Blue Ivy is there. And you get to see Blue Ivy sing Brown Skin Girl on the mic. Okay. What channel did that come that on? It was on ABC, and it's actually on demand now. Oh, I, I it. missed all of that. Yes. That was all last night? Yep. I'm a Pinkett Smith Winfrey Knowles card. I had no idea. All right. Network well, television does a horrible job at promoting stuff. We talked about it yesterday, too, that we, it was coming We're not on. network television, though. But network television does a horrible job at promoting stuff. That should have been a big event, don't you think? Yeah, I, I mean, it was so. it was kind of a surprise, so they didn't start even talking about it until Friday. And letting a whole know. weekend? Yeah. Jesus you know. Christ. I think the Beehive was going crazy last night, though. Yeah, the Beehive so. knowing Beyonce farts, though. So, I mean, that, that don't mean nothing to Beehive. All right, Seinfeld is moving to Netflix in 2021 for all you Seinfeld fans. So even though The Office won't be on there anymore, now they're bringing Seinfeld over. So they said it's going to be uh, all 180 episodes of the series globally available on one service. So that's a big deal because Seinfeld is a classic show. Well, how much money Seinfeld got for that? A lot. As you can imagine, they got a lot just when they were even on TV still. All right, Drake says that he is going to fly out a super fan for a show. And an extremely dedicated Drake fan just actually had that come true. He posted about Drake almost daily on his Instagram. And David Jagon had received a shout-out from Drake himself. And so he offered to fly him out uh, from Nigeria to a show as soon as possible. Wow, that's dope. Mm -hmm. Isn't it a thin line between being a super fan and stalking, though, especially on social media? Because some people think it's weird when a, when a person is hitting them up every day saying how much they love them. All right, well. That is a thin line. Here, That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Here's Drake's fan, uh, David. Before I on too late, I think about you. All my night, I don't know what to do. Do. I can't get no rest, can't get no sleep. Yeah. What are you going to do, sit around and discuss how terrible their accents are? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he said... Uh, he's really from Nigeria, right? Yeah, he's from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Oh. He said, not at David Jagoon. I am flying you to a show ASAP. You're going too hard. And uh, he responded to that. God used Drake to bless me, and I'm so happy. God bless OVO Sound Radio 6 God. <laughs> it's nice to have a fan like that, man. Right. All right, Kendrick's good kid, Mad City, is now the longest-charting hip-hop LP in history. Classic album. It's at number 141 this week, and so now that's... History for Classic Kendrick album. Lamar. Mm-hmm. At the end of the year, when we rank in our top 10 albums of the decade, Good Kid, Mad City would be in my top thousand three. percent. All right, now, Kevin Hart, he's been he's being sued now for $60 million. I didn't understand this. For uh, that sex tape. Now, the partner that was on that sex tape, Montia Sabag, is saying that uh, he conspired with a friend to secretly record their encounter. So Now, why would he do that? Yeah, why, why would I, <laughs> a married man... Went put out a sex tape of me cheating on my wife yeah what, what sense does that make that doesn't make any sense at all and back in 2017 right Montia Sabag actually was with her attorney Lisa Bloom at the time and here's what she said I'm not an extortionist I'm not a stripper I'm a recording artist and an actress and I've not broken any laws I have nothing to do with these recordings I hired Lisa Bloom to protect my rights 
Montia and I are not asking for a cent from Kevin Hart. All right. This is not about money. When you see a woman standing with Lisa Bloom, trust me, she wants the bag. Mm-hmm. Well, $60 okay. million. And that, dollars. that young lady's name is the bag. What's her last name? Uh, Montia Sabag. Exactly. Sabag wants the bag. That's all. And I just want to say, there's not too many things I'm sure about in life if I wasn't there, but I am sure Kevin Hart did not conspire to leak this sex tape of himself cheating on his wife. I don't even see where, where the merit is to file that lawsuit. I can't believe that a lawyer would take that and I'm actually confused. push that lawsuit through. Doesn't sound right to me. But anybody can sue for anything, right? Correct. Doesn't mean it's going to work. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. It's just going to cost me money to fight, so it is going to cost me some money, though. Mm. All right. Now, when we come back, front page news, what are we talking about, Yee? Uh, we are going to talk about a man who beat cancer twice and then got this blessing. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. What's happening? Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. Now, Monday Night Football. The Browns beat the Jets 23-3. And Odell looked pretty damn good last night playing, man. He looked decent. No, he looked pretty good. Uh, he looked like Odell Beckham. Received over 100 yards. He actually got some passes. He, he ran one, I think, for, what, 80-something yards? Longest longest, uh, longest touchdown of, of his, his career. career. Yeah, 80-something yards. He looked pretty good. He looked pretty fast. He made another amazing catch last night. It looked decent. I'm happy for my, my standards are different because I'm a Dallas Cowboy oh, fan. Boy. So when you look at the way our guys execute our oh, receiving call, it looked decent. You know what I mean? Bro, you had two great games. Stop yeah, it. You know Amari Cooper. How many great games have y'all had this year at the Giants? All right, shut up. We had a good preseason game. Yeah, okay. good, good preseason. What else are we talking about, Yee? Uh, well, let's talk about a man in Oregon. He beat cancer twice. Uh, Stu McDonald is his name. And then he won the lottery. He actually bought a winning ticket that was worth $4.6 million. Wow. Look at God. Yes. He said, I am a very lucky guy. I survived cancer twice, and here I am. This is amazing. So after taxes, this is crazy. He took home $1.5 million. When it's your season, it's your season. Wait a minute. How you win $4.6 million, and after taxes, you take home? But I mean, look, I'll take it. Whatever. Well, but. that's 4.7 when you take the uh, the monthly, but when you take the, the everything up front, right. it drops down to probably $3 million, and, then and then half the taxes. taxes. That's, well, I guess it don't suck, but it sucks. I mean, shoot, that's a $1.7 million. No, I'm, I'm still happy. I'm just, um, that's just crazy. That's a lot Uncle of money. Sam, Uncle, like Uncle Sam won't get his. He wants his cut, right? All right, now uh, let's talk about pharma, Purdue Pharma. Let's talk about uh, them filing for bankruptcy. They're the ones that made all of the the drugs that the painkillers, Oxycontin, mm-hmm. and all these people have died from it, addicted to it. So they are now filing for bankruptcy, and that's all part of their agreement to pay billions of dollars. They're paying ten billion dollars to states and local and tribal governments. Now the company still says they haven't done anything wrong. And they estimate after the bankruptcy filings are complete, that's when they'll provide that more than $10 billion in funding to address the opioid crisis. That's going to include settlements with 24 state attorneys generals, five U.S. territories, and attorneys in multi-district litigation. So the only thing about this, some people feel like this is a slap in the face because they're not being held accountable even more than that for people who have died from these opioid overdoses. They're also creating a new company called Nuco, and that company will produce medicines to reverse overdoses and keep developing an over-the-counter product at little to no cost to communities across the U.S. So that all of that is according to their statement. But be clear, $10 billion bankruptcy, they still have billions of dollars left. 
All right. Now, for one in 16 women in the United States, their first experience with sexual intercourse was rape, according to a study. Damn. Now, more than 3.3 million American women aged 18 to 44 were raped the first time they had sexual intercourse. And according to the study, they said that there was an unwanted first sexual intercourse that is physically forced or coerced. And they're saying that's a distinct form of sexual violence. They said we feel it is accurate to describe these events as rape, according to Dr. Laura Hawks, who is a primary care physician and research fellow at Harvard Medical School who co-authored the study. They said that 6.5% of women surveyed had an unwanted first sexual intercourse that was forced, and it appears to be common. All right, now, a California man has died in the seventh vaping-related illness. That man was 40 years old. And now the CDC is saying, the Center for uh, Disease Control is saying they have identified 380 cases of lung illness associated with the use of e-cigarettes in 36 states and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Earlier this month, they also said they were investigating at least 450 possible cases. What does this mean? It's time to stop vaping. We've already told you they're trying to uh, pass all kinds of laws so that they can get rid of the flavored e-cigarettes because a lot of these kids are being marketed to that way. So we'll see what happens with that. But in the meantime, right now, uh, that is the seventh person they know that has died thus far. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Front Page News. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Swiss Beats will be joining us. So we'll kick it with Swiss, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. I call him my inspiration. Swiss Beats, ladies Swizzy. and gentlemen. Zone, 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 zone. We didn't think you was coming, Swiss, because we saw you last night toasting up with <laughs> Hove and Emery. Emery yep. And you yeah. at the new crib in Cali. And I was like, I don't think Swiss coming right, here this morning. And happy I belated birthday. It was also your birthday. Yes, thank you, thank you. But you just hop on a private jet and... Nah, I took JetBlue. <laughs> really? Yeah. What time you flew? Oh, I forget the time difference. Yeah. What time was that when that video went up? Right, I left right after. Got you, got you, You got gotta you. love Swiss. Swiss just bought a crazy mansion, <laughs> crazy <laughs> vehicles... Mm-hmm. And got on that JetBlue to get his ass. JetBlue's my favorite airline. <laughs> Getting that mid seat, go to sleep, you good. Absolutely. Yeah. Now let's talk about this house. Now, now, now tell us a little bit about this this <laughs> razor home that you purchased. Oh man, um, it's just been a, it's just been a, on the bucket list for about eight years, mm-hmm. and it was it's crazy when you when your screensaver come to life. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? that's hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It just and it just it just happened, and um, Wallace Cunningham is the designer. Mm-hmm. Always loved it from the movie. I'm still bugging. So you looking yeah. at this for eight years? Yeah. Was it not for sale at the time? It wasn't for sale. I never thought it was ever going to be for sale. Mm-hmm. And then I seen um, my realtor in, from 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 L.A. Mm-hmm. He posted that as inspiration. And then I wrote him a text. I was like, yo, I was like, I'm getting that one day. And he was like, yeah, everybody says. I said, no, no, I'm getting that one day. It might not be right now, but I'm, I'm getting that one day. And like four months later, he called me like, guess what? We got the listing for that. I'm like, it's for sale? Then I just happened to be going to L.A. that day, mm-hmm. landed in L.A., went out there and seen it. Wasn't even on no buying vibe, but just more of inspiration. And then it just started It just started doing this thing. Yeah, because the price went down, right, a lot from when it was first listed. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's hard because how do you know how much to offer, too? Because at the same time, I'm sure they tell you other people want the house, and then you mm-hmm. have to say, okay, let's just be reasonable here. I didn't let it go to market. Mm. Like that's that was the key. Like when you have something like this, you can't let it go to market. You I'm taking to, it regardless. You have to you have to move kind of fast, and that's why I was just so abrupt. Like I told my my dad, sorry dad, the day before it happened, I was like, come see your grandkids. 
Because we out. Because yeah. we out. <laughs> we out. <laughs> so is that the primary home now? Yeah. And so does that mean like that's, did you sell anything else or? No, not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just flowing. We're just taking it out. Now, don't get it twisted. Swiss bought Eddie Murphy's house a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, so he's been on that. <laughs> Speaking of business, how has graduating from Harvard helped your your music career? And you really went, right? You didn't take the online course? I'm just messing with you. <laughs> and, just, and just your business overall, how does it help? Um, it just made me, like, think bigger mm-hmm. and know how to think bigger, actually. You know, like, we, we can think of, like, uh, anything. It's like, okay, these cups, I want to put, I want these cups to glow in the dark, for instance. Mm-hmm. I actually know how to really put that plan together without uh, hiring too many people to do this for me, which is like, okay, well, this person gonna do this. Now we need this person to do it. Now we need a person. Before you know it, by the time your, your idea comes to life, your, your whole company's diluted. Mm-hmm. And you done spent all this money on somebody that you could have did 50% of the work and then go for a, a Series A round, which is the first time where you ra- raise money and really have a clear slate and a full idea. So I wasn't thinking like that before. Before I would be like, okay, this is a neon cup. Let me find out who do the neon cups. Let me find a person who's going to do this, let me find you, You're banking on all these people to build your idea. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I understand why education is so important mm-hmm. because you can actually build your ideas if you're a student and understanding the business that you're in. Well, let's talk about some of the businesses that you are working for currently. I know you work with Bacardi. Mm-hmm. So what's the role of Bacardi? Um, global creative director. Mm-hmm. Global creative. So I run like all the strategies for like 300 brands in the portfolio. Mm-hmm. So just making sure that, you know, doing what they need to do um but like right now i'm just focusing on building building my own brands right you know dean collection smart collection which is the app uh creative land which is which is this campus that uh, 110 acres where creatives can actually go and and, and get educated mm-hmm. and actually do the things they love to do mm-hmm. like even the classes are gonna be like two-week classes right right not three years and all these different things because i went to the class i learned the most in harvard was you know, sorry, Harvard, but it's the truth. Um, was uh, this three-week class called Launching New Ventures, mm-hmm. and that taught me how to like launch ventures. Like, you want to be able to put your book bag on and go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The people want to go now. We don't got patience to sit there three years, do this, collect all this debt, come out, then you just fighting for the debt. And I thought that it was a great concept to like do the three-week class, but the last week was more like recap. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, two weeks, I was good. Mm-hmm. Because you want to keep it as short as possible because of the attention span. And so, um, yeah, so that's, that's going to happen. It's going to be pretty crazy. Now, what about music? Uh, uh, you know, you're so successful with music. I see DMX back rapping and back spitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, what are you doing musically? Um, right now, uh, the creative uh, music producer on the show, Godfather Harlem, uh, me and Forrest Whitaker, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Broncado, who wrote Narcos. I mean, the cast, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, for me, doing the... A TV show is a big commitment, and it, and it takes up a lot of time. But the Bumpy Johnson story has always been interest uh, with my family growing up in Harlem and me going from the Bronx to Harlem all the time. It was like, you know what? I can I can actually have fun with this because I turn down I turn down these things all the time because mm-hmm. they like want to pay you nothing, and then once you sitting there giving a thousand hours, and I'm just like I can't do it. But this one, um, we had a party every night in the studio, making this and and. You know, just bringing the vibes in. Because what happens when we watch these shows, the music, it's like you got the Bumpy Johnson story and you got this song right. with Bumpy Johnson. like Yeah. Right? And it, it, I wanted to protect that. Mm-hmm. And then um, Forrest personally called me and I couldn't tell him no. 
you know, so... That was um, a good one. They were like, hey, we'll have Forrest call him. Yeah, they, they got me with that one. <laughs> but, um, you know, we got, we got the... It's on, it's on Epics. How does that process work when you're doing that? Because like you said, it is a longer process. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of time dedication. So how do you know like what music fits what scene? How does that process for you? Me, um, I have the scenes playing in the session. So like what I did was I, I did a big writing session where I just had interesting artists um, that I normally wouldn't work with, like a Jadena, mm-hmm. you know, Buddy, putting Ross and X on the track together. Just different, just just different people from all over the world as well. But what I did was I made them come in and, and, and start to live with scenes and told them to write, you know, write something that you feel from what you're watching. Mm-hmm. And so I got five rooms going and then it was happening. People started like incorporating the show, but still being them mm-hmm. and not just doing it like, the, you know, because most of these shows, they just want to pull hit records that's out mm-hmm. and then that's the song. And I hate when they do that. Some songs in there are not hits on purpose. Mm-hmm. Some songs are, are, are songs for that moment and that mood. So I didn't really go for hits. I'm like, the hits, we, we can do that in, in the next season. But, like, let's get the feeling. Let's get the groundwork going to where you actually feel something when you're watching the show. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was fun. So you got people actually working in the studio. No emailing verses? Nah. None of that, you know? <laughs> nah, yeah. nah, nah. You got to sit down and be a part of this. You know, because that's how you're going to get the best work. All right, we got more with Swiss Beats. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Swiss Beats is here. Charlemagne. The last time you put out Poison, you said that there was a record with Jay-Z, Nas, <laughs> DMX, and Jadakiss <laughs> that you didn't put on the album. Why not? Because, man, one, everybody want to make a better verse. Mm. That's why I got 3,000 songs in, on, you know, that that have never probably come out. Because mm-hmm. these guys, once you go to that high high caliber with these geniuses right. and then you put in other geniuses with other geniuses with other, it becomes I need to do my verse over that line I said I need to do this and uh, at one time I just was going to say I'm going to just put it out what are you going to do sue me <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but why is <laughs> that you, you think it's the collaboration <laughs> aspect of it like when Jay finds out Nas is on there and Nas finds out X is on there and vice versa they're like yo let me hear what they say and maybe write something harder yeah, they they all inspired by each other. Yeah. Right? So it gets hard. I mean, if it's not being done right then and there and put out like that week, you probably could forget about it. Because mm. now they got too much time to overthink it. Send it to me again. Let me hear that again. That Damn. sounds old. That was two months yeah, ago. Yeah, that's old. That's not That's not even what I'm, <laughs> what I'm on right now. And <laughs> I said this about this and that person, and we're cool now. And it's a lot of that um, that's been going on. I wonder what producer got better posse cuts than Swiss. I just jumped mm. in my mind because I, I I thought about Band from TV. I thought about Blackout. I thought about World Rough Riders, World War Three. Who got who got yeah. better posse cuts than Swiss? I think a lot of people got got a bunch of posse cuts. I think who has a better dynamic of posse cuts, mm. especially at a time when when like when I did State Your Name, Gangster, it was all East Coast. It wasn't like mixed up like how it's now. And and I was just like, man, you know. My sound is not, is a, it comes from the East Coast, but I want to represent everybody. Mm-hmm. Call Snoop, call Scarface, had Young One from Atlanta, you know, just to make that 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 track got Kiss, and it was just I remember pulling it off, and I was like, Yo, Snoop showed up. That was like a big deal for me. Then mm-hmm. Scarface just pulls up. Even getting the verses from them felt special, and um, I just feel like we gotta like make the make the feature special again. Yeah, like not so predictable. Like what's What's gonna feel special, like to where you really care more than like five seconds of the song? Mm-hmm. And so, like that's what I've just been challenging myself with. But I've been 
finding those collaborations outside of America. Mm. You know, like they got people that every artist that we have in America, there's an artist like that in Africa. There's an artist like that in India. There's an artist like that all over the world that's really dope, like everybody that we love. Right? And so, like, I think my next couple of projects, uh, you're going to definitely hear some diversity happening. Why is it so hard for artists to break here from other countries? Because of the language barriers. Mm. Yeah. I, I think so, because like, even, like, uh, without, when I put gigs on the track, like, I, I look at the comments, they don't like his voice. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, but the accent is making me feel funny. Mm -hmm. We just got to be a little bit more open-minded, mm -hmm. you know, because music is global. It's the, it's, it's the global language. Right, because they cannot know English, and you go there, and you still be huge. Huge. America going... Mm -hmm. Other artists going other places and people still somehow could kind of know the lyrics and sing along even if they don't speak English. Yeah, but, but what's happening now is everybody's catching on to that. Mm -hmm. So now we're not as high as we think we are over there. <laughs> right. Right? Now they got their whole culture that Absolutely. you got to kind of try to fit in mm -hmm. when they was coming over here to, to make it happen. Absolutely. Now we got to like go over there and try to fit in some type of way. Not me. I've been supporting everybody for a minute but I see artists coming over there and I see how they treating them. Even right. DJs. At one time, you go there, you go overseas, whether it's Japan or South Africa or Africa, and you go and you DJ and you played all New York music or all U.S. music. But now it's like oh, you yeah. might play ten percent of it, yeah, you can't. but you playing. <laughs> you South gotta Africa, learn what they listening artists. to. You better know their artists. I was yeah. in South Africa last December, yeah, and before J and B went on, and after Ed Sheeran, right? It was Casper Novest. I think mm -hmm. I'm probably missing out the name, mm -hmm. but Casper uh -huh. killed it. Mm -hmm. But he went on after Ed Sheeran and before J and B. Like, he was the co-headliner like that. Yeah. And he killed it more than everybody. Yes. It's his town. And yes. That place is, is, is similar to the UK. You go over there, mm -hmm. they're going to respect a couple of your records. But they re represent for but their Stormzy. own. They got their own zone, yes, zone, zone. Stormzy, Black Day. Yeah. yeah. And which is crazy. I can't believe people can't get past the language barrier because it's not like dudes from Atlanta sound like dudes from New York or dudes from the West sound like dudes from New York. Like, they got accents too. Look, they're about to not have a choice because mm -hmm. it's happening so rapid and it's mm -hmm. getting super big like it's getting bigger than our music over here yeah which is a good thing because we comfortable I want to ask you about the posse cuts again what's your what's the Swiss Beats favorite posse cut of his I like Blackout a lot Blackout is hard Blackout. I like Blackout a lot like Jay came in and the way he came in at the end of that I'm a monster I'm a monster I sleep whole winters, winters wake up, up and eat summers yeah putting up Will Smith numbers Band from Oof. TV too. Band from TV yeah, might band be the one. That was a different one. That was totally, totally different people from different. Yeah, places. Yeah, Band from TV was. That might be the one, y'all. Band from TV was so early. I didn't even want it to be a posse cut. Really? I was upset that it was a posse cut at first. Who record was it originally? It was Nori's. Okay. He just wanted Nori on it. Yeah, because he had what what. It was like that time, and I just came off of producing Cameron's album, and then straight into that. But then Nori just used the intro. So the 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 track that's the intro. The beat never dropped. <laughs> they just kept looping the intro, and it was driving me. Wow. Yeah, that was the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's, that's why the trumpets was blowing like that. That was the intro. Did you complete the beat? Is there something that comes on after that? Yeah, but they just, they just looped. looped the they just kept looping wow. the intro, and I'm like, yo, like I, I gotta drop the beat though. <laughs> Nori's like, nah, everybody's everybody's rapping on it like this. I was hot at Nori that day. I was like, man. <laughs> I love the studio. So Nori put that collaboration together. Yeah, Nori put that collaboration. Nori went and got Kissing Styles. Yeah. Cam. Yeah. Pun. Yeah. Nature. Yeah. Pun's Pun got on it. He gangsted himself on it. <laughs> He's like, "What are you going to take me off?" All right, we got more with Swiss Beats when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Swiss Beats. And what's up with the dog? How's the dog doing? He in good spirits. He in good spirits. He's, he's in the best zone I've seen him maybe since the first album. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like wanting to do it again, showing up, clean, in his zone. You know, we just shot the video uh, for Justin Case for, off the uh, Godfather Harlem soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So you working with the dog? Does he got records done on his project, or is he? Is he? Yeah, y'all been had an album done though. Yeah, we got we we <laughs> new one. All right, right new one. It. Yeah, he okay. you know shout out to Def Jam. Um, you still signed to Def Jam? Just oh, re resigned with yeah, Def Jam. Yeah, just resigned. Wow. So you know it's gonna be a good year for him. God willing. You know? That's good. He needs that now. Absolutely. After going through everything he done went through. I just wanted to just happen so it could be like so he could just go where he need where he where he's. <laughs> been supposed to have went. Mm -hmm. You know, like a lot of people got saved because X wasn't really in his right form. You know, he and he missed a lot of time, but you know what? Them people still show up to them shows, man, and and, and he just does something different to them. Mm -hmm. You know, like the youth and everything. Like, they singing the words like they was here when we did these records. I'm like, whoa. Well, X is anointed, though. Like, anybody that's ever been around that's X, you can fact. tell, like, God is in DMX. I don't give a <laughs> what his condition is, I don't care. What he, like, what he on, he is anointed. And 90 lives, different type of zone. Yeah. But he's he's one of the most generous people I know, he also. Is. Like, he, we went out one time, and it wasn't even like that for him like that. He paid for everybody wow. in, in the restaurant food. We everybody was on, in the restaurant? Everybody. He was like, God told me to pay for everybody food. <laughs> and I was, I was like... He said that? <laughs> I was like, man. And the ill part was we was the only black people in the restaurant. Now, what restaurant was it before we get too excited now? Like, it doesn't who, matter. Even if it's a diner, man. It's still a lot of people. Now, it was like some diner, some diner upstate where he, where he was at, where I went to go visit him. But then, so he, he paid for all the food. I went up there to go see him by myself. I was driving something up there because like, he liked to drive. So I'm like, you know, just give, lifting his spirits up and, and just doing what we do. And then he's like, yo, Scarface is performing. I'm like, okay. And he's like, in Boston. <laughs> so we got to drive to Boston to go see Scarface perform. And where was y'all at here? <laughs> we, was two, we was like two hours upstate New York. Okay. So then we had to drive like four and a half hours to Boston to see Scarface. What music do y'all listen to in the car on a drive like that? So what were y'all driving? <laughs> um, that's like when I first got to 720. You drove your McLaren. So your McLaren got mad miles on it right now. Four and a half hours. But what do y'all Yeah, all to? because like, of him. What's that soundtrack in the car y'all listen to? Like He liked to listen to old school music, but mostly in the car, I'm not going to lie. Like, we, we communicate. Mm -hmm. Y'all talk. Yeah, we communicate. It's like the perfect time for us to just talk about everything. And, and you know, because like even though we super close, like we don't have a, a lot of sitting down time. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of passing you good, this, that. But, like, and that's one thing I encourage for us to, like, sit down with, 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 with our friends and our loved ones and really find out how they doing because most of, most of the people they bothering us but they really don't want to bother us mm -hmm. so like they're going to get past the things that they have to bother us with but if you sit down long enough they're going to start telling you like the real stuff they don't want to bother us with and that's right. where I, and hearing him it, it, it allowed me to kind of critique certain different things in his favor because I know where his mind was at mm. so it's like I'm guessing I'm thinking he like this is like man like, I'm he just want this, mm -hmm. right? And so mm -hmm. knowing each other is like is, is, is some major that we, we should definitely work on. I, I want to go back to something you said about X. You said X is such a giver. Yeah, he's so generous. You the same way. Mm. Do you think it is because y'all might be trying to repair the karma when y'all was sticking people up? And <laughs> <running with> people? <laughs> 
Nah, man. <laughs> nah. Um, that's the untold story that people know yeah. but don't know. I mean, we was having fun. That's not fun. Robbing people. Fun to say allegedly. We, we was having. We was. We was young, having fun. Um, I think giving back is. Um, it's just. It's just in my DNA. You know, my whole family gave, gave and give back. Um, I actually like giving things more than receiving things. It just feels right. And mm-hmm. and if somebody's genuine and is feeling right, I don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember even with ASAP Rocky one time, this prince gave me this ring and I lost the ring for like a year and a half. I found the ring the day that I went to go see ASAP in the studio. He wanted to play me his record. When I got next to ASAP, the ring was like hurting my hand and he was like complimenting the ring. It was bugged out. He was complimenting the ring. This is serious. This is a million dollar ring. Mm-hmm. It was a gift. I took the ring off and gave it to him. Right? It just felt like it was for him at that time. And first time I'm talking about it since mm-hmm. and that was years ago. Now I tell people all the time the first time I ever seen any real money in this industry, it was because of Swiss. Because mm-hmm. Swiss, I, I, I gave him a C, I had a, a CD out oh, called South Crack the Album. Mm-hmm. And we met at Mano's High Hater video shoot. And you gave me an email, and you was like, yo, find one of these artists. Mm-hmm. I'll do a song with him, and I'll take you whatever, whatever label you want to go to. And he did it. He did a record with him. <laughs> he came to the meeting at Asylum. Swiss, you ain't been in the office in years. <laughs> and I didn't even know Swiss like that. I'm just a sidekick <laughs> on Wendy Williams show. I'm like, damn. So for me, I always was like, yo, that's how I'm going to always move. I'm going to always give more of myself to people, yeah. even if I you know, don't gain anything from it, I don't have to, just, just do it. Because it's the right thing to do. It's the real currency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, everything else don't matter. Like, what matters is your character, who you really are. Mm-hmm. Like, all of the cars and all these different things, we like it, but who you are and what you do and, 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 and how you embrace, teach, that's real legacy building, right? And now with my kids and them watching me very close now, like, these things, that they, they, it make me have to, like, step my game up even more. It's just a hip-hop fan question. Like, you're so close to Hov, you're so close to X. When they had their little issue, where mm-hmm. did you fall in all of that? I was on our side, mm-hmm. just naturally so, just like how they team was, was on their side. But I knew it was like a musical thing, right? Um, it wasn't no street thing like that. It felt like a street thing, but it wasn't no street thing. I liked it, actually. I loved that it made everybody want to step their bars up and right. get real competitive. Like, I feed off of that. Like, mm-hmm. that's the stuff that started um, me making the tracks that I made was off of those con- uh, aggression and confusion mm-hmm. and different things. So that's where hip-hop started it started you know as an expression to let it all out mm-hmm. right um I, I like when, when people act up with each other yeah yeah what about when jay was president of def jam though and didn't want to put x album out like um i just think because x got really vocal then i just think i just think they both just had miscommunication to be honest mm-hmm. you know i don't think that jay um purposely did something to trap um x like that i just think that it was a very sensitive situation Hove got in the position sitting here like like you at the desk. Mm-hmm. And it just made it a little bit more sensitive if it was probably a white person with a suit on. Got you. Right? And then later on, they they figured out that it was a bunch of miscommunication. And things could have probably have been done better. Nobody was really, everybody was on, you know, in their own zone at that time. We wasn't, everybody wasn't being rational. Mm-hmm. You know, we just <laughs> pointing and go. Like, right? yeah. And so, um. I look forward for them doing a record together. So they on, they go, I'm sure they're on good terms now. They both yeah, wrong. They good. Yeah. good. Well, Swiss, we got to thank you for joining us. Yep. And thank you for being my inspiration. I tell you that all the time. You the inspiration. All, lazy, all of y'all are inspiration. When I get lazy, if, if you're out there and you get lazy and you just be like, <laughs> and you just content with yourself, 
Go to Swiss Page. And Only see if you're how, a secure person. Nah, just see how hard he works, <laughs> all the jobs he has, the businesses. He still has time for his wife and his kids, and he does it the right way. And every time my wife be like, what you doing? I'm like, on Swiss Page. She'd be like, oh, boy, I'm not going to see you for a week. Goddamn right. But shout out to her, and I just want to thank you for that. It must thank be hard to leave that new house, model. too, to have to go and work. You got to pay for the house. That, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's Swiss Beats. It's the Zoom, Breakfast Zoom. Zoom. Good morning. Ah, uh, man. If you want to laugh this morning, Mm-mm. watch Life Jennings' video for Slay. All right, Life Jennings going to give you that smoke. I, I thought it was a, a great video. Right, Life Jennings try, he, he tried to give me a little smoke on Instagram. He's going to give you a little smoke. What? I'm saying watch the video. It's very entertaining. It is entertaining? Yes. Okay. Got wh- your body bouncing like a frog. Are you laughing with him or laughing at him when you say entertaining? Hmm. All of the above. Okay. All right. All right. You All better keep above. that same energy when he um get on Instagram and call you out. Say what? I can't <laughs> laugh at him? He's an entertainer. Clearly you can't laugh at him. Oh. All right. Can well, our camera guy Steve sing along to that song? No. No, he cannot. He can say certain parts. He just can't say the slave part. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk GD Mai. Oh, GD Mai. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Sorry, Jeannie Mai. Well, look at this budding relationship. Jeannie Mai has been dating Jeezy for almost a year. Now, we've seen pictures of the two of them out together, and she's even referenced it on the reel before, but now it looks like they have locked in. And here's what Jeannie Mai had to say about Jeezy. Getting to know him has been one of the most beautiful experiences. He's introspective, he's passionate, he's incredibly deep, he's a visionary. And the things that I've been criticized for my whole life and my past relationships, Jeannie, you're too deep, you think about things too much. Like, why has everything got to have a purpose? And I'm not one for small talk or small conversations. I want to know, why do you think the way you do? What, what brought you to look at things the way you do? Who are you? What's, who's important to you? And I found my equal. I'm Here happy, I'm happy for Jeezy, I'm happy for Jeannie. Jeezy's a good person. Jeannie Mai seems like she's a great person, so I'm happy for them. Yeah, and they got a good name that goes together. They could be Jeezy Mai. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jeezy Mai. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And in addition to that, uh, she discusses her first date with Jeezy. First, they went out and got some sushi, and then they kept the night going. He looks at me, and he's like, yo, you want to, like, I don't know. I don't want to go home. Do you want to go salsa dancing with me? <gasps> Wait. An amazing dancer, by the way. What? Sick dancer, yes. And we walk out. He looks at me, he goes, Can I give you a homework assignment? And I go, Why? Because I'm an Asian? <laughs> and he's like, No. I want you to think about the last eight hours we just spent together and think about what do you envision us doing together? What do you picture me being in your life? If this matches my notes, I will pursue you. Okay, Jeezy! <laughs> With the game. With the game! Now, why I gotta be game? Everything ain't game. It's just some women understand your story. I love it, though. Jeezy told her his story and told her what he was looking for, and she, you know, was with it. That's all. Shout to Jeezy. Now, she also said they both just came out of 10-year relationships, and the timing was great. After their long-term relationships, this is what healthy love is like. So. I would love to see Jeezy dance to salsa, though. That, I would, I would love <laughs> to see that. Because dance to salsa is not easy. So I would love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> what if there's some type of video that exists? All yeah. right. What the hell did he learn how to salsa? That's dance? what I'm saying. When, when, it, <laughs> when did Jeezy learn how to salsa dance? All, 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 these years, all these years in the trap, they wasn't doing no salsa <laughs> dancing. Them parties, Hannah used to throw for BMF in Atlanta. Wasn't no salsa dancing. And you know, on. you also speak Spanish fluently. Who? Really? No. I'm no. Kidding. <laughs> I'm like, boy, you learned a lot from your plug, huh, G? You learned a lot from the niggas you was buying dope from. All right, Issa Rae is developing a Set It Off remake. 
According to Variety, she will produce and also possibly star in that movie. So mm. set it off as a classic. Not mad at that. Mm-hmm. Not mad at that. Set it off as a great film. We need a modern day set it I'm off. Not, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that. All right, and Kanye West has officially announced the release date for his ninth album, Jesus is King. Now, he went on social media, and he put a track listing, and he put September 20... I think that's a 7, September 27th. And it has 12 songs, according to that photo that he posted on there. So, looks like uh, he's been really inspired by doing all of these... Uh, all his, his Sunday services. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Missy. Charlemagne. Yes. Who you giving that donkey to? You know, let's talk about hate hoaxes in America. You know, hate hoaxes are at an all-time high. You know what a hate hoax is? Nope. It's a hate crime, that's a hoax. So I need this guy named uh, Adon Kaufman to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, <laughs> man, hit me with the heat. Yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Ed Sheeran, uh, Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, September 17th, goes to a former NFL player named Edon Lewis Kaufman. Now, Edon is a business owner. He owns a spot called Create and Bake Pizza in Kaufman's Creamery. Uh, a caller reported that someone was inside his restaurant damaging his business. He someone broke inside the restaurant with a crowbar and spray painted with a black spray uh, can all over the walls, uh, black spray paint all over the walls, a bunch of racially motivated words and swastikas and the word MAGA everywhere. All right. Several booth cushions were sliced open, broken mirrors, cut wires and a damaged video surveillance system. The smell of fresh spray paint filled the air. In fact, police say it was very fresh. When officers touched it, the paint still appeared wet. Well, thank God there was a witness, and the witness saw a black car with no license plate fleeing the scene, and he gave police all the details. Uh, Are you following me? Let's pay attention to the clues, people. Black, fresh spray paint on the walls. Crowbar was the tool to break in. Suspect was seen in a black car with no license plate for damaging, creating baked pizza and Kaufman's Creamery. Now, I know you're saying to yourself, well, why is the owner... Edon getting donkey of the day. Somebody breaks into his business, vandalizes it, and the owner of the business gets donkey of the day? Why, Charlemagne? Well, let's go to CNN for the report, please. When police showed up to the Create and Bake Pizzeria and the adjoining Coffin's Creamery, they thought there was a robbery in progress. The two restaurants were trashed inside. Racial slurs were spray-painted on the walls, including the N-word, the word monkey, swastikas, and MAGA. Officers tracked down the business owner, 31-year-old Edon Kaufman, a former NFL player. He was sitting in his truck with a hoodie and gloves on. He said that uh, he was the victim of a burglary that occurred earlier in the day and that he was just coming back to the business to retrieve those items. Police say Kaufman hadn't called police. Instead, he'd called his insurance company about the alleged burglary. The license plate was inside the truck. Mm. It also revealed the fact that there were two cans of spray paint Mm. and also a yellow crowbar. Mm. The yellow crowbar is important because the back of the business had some yellow pry marks on the back door. Kaufman told police the vandalism happened earlier in the day, but the smell of fresh paint told a different story. If the burglary and the vandalism had occurred earlier in the day, like he told us, that paint would not still be wet. Police say the entire hate crime and burglary was fake. Edon Kaufman has clearly been studying the Book of Smollett, 
Uh, I will never understand minorities who stage hate crimes as if uh, it's not a lot of those going around already. People who are actual victims of hate crimes are traumatized. They don't want that trauma. We don't want to feel oppressed and marginalized. But for whatever reason, hate hoaxes have been a play that has been ran a couple of times this year. Now, Don is out on bond. But his attorney says he is presumed innocent like anyone else who is accused of a crime. Don't prejudge him without knowing all the facts. His attorney is absolutely correct. But we have to learn from other people's mistakes. And I can't believe Edan didn't learn from Jesse Smule. All right. Things like this simply don't work. And they especially don't work when you get caught with all the tools you use to break in to your own establishment. Okay. And several TVs in the back of your truck some of which were still attached to the brackets with damaged drywall still on them. And driving the same car that the witness saw with no license plate like Edan. Come on, guy. He's been charged with false report of a crime, insurance fraud, and concealing a license plate. I'm going to write me a children's story called The Boy Who Cried MAGA. It would be an updated version of The Boy Who Cried Wolf. People always, you know, talk about that story, The Boy Who Cried Wolf. But we always forget, you know, when it comes to, these, comes to that story, nobody cared. And all his sheep died. And Don Kaufman, you're in that category right now. So go over there and sit by Mr. Smollett and shut the F up forever. Please give Don Kaufman the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. All the basic racial slurs, too. Mm-hmm. The N-word, monkey, then MAGA. What if you're a black person that supports Trump? There are plenty of those. So you like a MAGA-loving monkey. That's good. That's, somebody needs Whoa. to use that one. Right. All right. You don't think so? No. Thank MAGA you. monkey. Thank you for that donkey of the day. Now, when we come back, let's talk about something Fantasia said yesterday on The Breakfast Club. Can we play a clip? It's a generational curse mm-hmm. and how society have placed our men mm-hmm. and women have to, to to stand up and be the mother and the father and the provider and so then now you are so bad you so you can't be told nothing that when the right man come you lose him because you're trying to beat the man can we be equal oh of course because mm-hmm. yeah at the end of the day i'm the neck my man's the head so he can't make any moves without his wife you know what i mean it mm-hmm. all works together but you can't be the head of the house. You got to let the man be the head of the house. All right. I wasn't here for this, so give me some context. What's the context of this? She's talking about her own relationship. So she's married now, right? And mm-hmm. the man that she met, she married him after three weeks of them knowing each other. Correct. Okay. And she's now in a situation where she's been in some toxic relationships. And the reason why she feels like her relationship is working is because of these things. Because she's being submissive. She's basically saying she has to be submissive for the relationship to work. Yeah. So I let's mean, open up the phone lines. And as, as, as husbands should be submissive to their wives, wives should be submissive to their husbands. The best thing is when you can compliment each other. There's certain things that I think the man should take the lead on, and there's certain things that the woman is going to take the lead on based on what it yeah. is that's happening and at that's that what time. And that's really what being submissive is. I think mm-hmm. people look at the word submissive, and they think think it's like some negative word that means you're just being oppressed. But submissive just means I'm putting somebody else's needs before mine. And that's what you should do in a relationship. Well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Do you feel like women should be submissive in a relationship to make it work? 800-585-1051. We'll talk about it, it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out, your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club topic. Break, break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, uh, we were talking about Fantasia. She was on The Breakfast Club yesterday, and she was saying in her relationship, her new relationship, she had to be submissive. She felt like that worked in her relationship. So we're asking 800-585-1051 for a relationship to work. Women, do you need to be submissive? Let's hear Fantasia. It's a generational curse mm -hmm. in how society have placed our men. Mm -hmm. And women have to, to to stand up and be the mother and the father and the provider. And so then now you are so bad. You So you can't be told nothing that when the right man come, you lose him because you're trying to be the man. Can we be equal? Oh, of course. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I'm the neck, my man's the head. So he can't make any moves without his wife. You know what I mean? It mm -hmm. all works together. But you can't be the head of the house. you got to let the man be the head of the house. All right, guys, what do you think? Uh, I think... What works for me, it is great when a man can take the lead sometimes. It's great for me when I have a lot of things going on and my boyfriend can just handle things for me. And I love it to be able to do that at times. And then there's times that I do the same thing for him. When there's things that I know my skills are better and I have to get involved, I make it happen. So I think it's good that you can compliment each other. And it's also a matter of knowing that you can trust somebody enough to let them take the lead. I think in, in, in my household, it's it's more we get it done. There is no well you got to do this or I got to do this. There's no submissive or I'll fall back. It's no. It is we have to get it done. There's things that my wife do that's better than I, and she takes care of that. And there's I like things to that be I able do. to fall back sometimes because nah, I feel like everything I do done. in my life, I got to be in charge of everything. Nah, we both step up and we both just get it done. There is no my wife is not falling back for me for my ego, and I'm not falling back for her for her ego. We get it done. We're uh we're a unit. Yeah, I mean, the most important thing Fantasia said to me was she said uh, men haven't been there for their women. Uh, black men haven't been there for the women. I don't know if she said black men or men. I don't remember. But she said men haven't been there for their women. And so women had to play both roles. So when they finally get with a good man, they don't want to let go of that position. And I totally understand that. Um, but I think when you have a good partner, both parties should be submissive. Being submissive just means putting someone else's needs before yours. Like we are both under each other's authority. And I'm, I'm fine with that. Hello, who's this? Oh, I was going to say, for all the guys in my comments on Fantasia who are like, yeah, we need our women to be submissive, y'all got to earn a certain amount of trust from women. You can't just expect to step in, into a situation and think that you're just going to be the man, take charge, and we're not going to... That's a fact. Hello, who's this? Erica. Hey, good morning. What do you think about women being submissive? Um, I think it's not a bad thing, like Charlemagne said. Um, what's the point of... Um, like making it like a problem, like with being submissive. Like if your man is on his part and he is actually on the two being a man, why would you like bash that? Like it's nothing wrong with it. Like there are men. First off, it's hard finding a good man. Once you finally find him, mm -hmm. why would you not be submissive to him? It's like a plus. Yeah, I mean, literally, submissive just means putting somebody else's need before yours. Like, <laughs> like it's simple. Tiffany. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Do you think women should be submissive? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think submissive submission is actually absolutely a beautiful thing. It shows that you trust the person who is leading you. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of reasons why women don't submit is because they have big-time big, tr big time trust issues. 
submissive does not mean that you are a slave to that person. It doesn't make you stupid. It's a sexy thing. It's like, okay, I trust this man to cover me. Right. I yep. trust this man to protect me. I trust this man to say, you know what, I'm going to make sure that my, that my baby is taken care of. That he, He's honoring me by submitting to him. That's just what I think. I think, I think the word has been taken in the wrong direction. I agree okay, with you. you. I think submission in a marriage is a sign of strength, not a weakness, and it requires a great degree of personal strength for character. 800-585-1051. Should women be submissive in a relationship to make it work? And, this and, comes and, out of our conversation out of uh, what Fantasia was saying yesterday. And and, and I think it's a lot of pushback because we say just women. Like, no, men need to be submissive right. to their wives as well. You got to sometimes, too. Absolutely. It's a spirit of respect a wife has toward a husband or a husband has toward a wife. All That's right. it. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Fantasia. She was here yesterday, and she was talking about her relationship and her having to be submissive. Let's listen. It's a generational curse mm-hmm. in how society have placed our men mm-hmm. and women have to, to, to stand up and be the mother and the father and the provider and so then now you are so bad you so you can't be told nothing that when the right man come you lose him because you're trying to beat the man can we be equal oh of course because mm-hmm. at the end of the day i'm the neck my man's the head so he can't make any moves without his wife you know what i mean it mm-hmm. all works together but you can't be the head of the house you got to let the man be the head of the house 800-585-1051 so we're asking do women have to be submissive to make a relationship work khadija Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Good morning, Khadijah. Good morning, you guys. Angela, you, Charlamagne, and DJ Envy. Good morning. I agree. Yes. Good morning. But yeah, I agree. I've been married going on six years now. And when I first got married very young, I was not submissive. I thought I, you know, could control the relationship, and it was failing. But after I became submissive and started, you know, being more, you know, attentive to him, it worked out perfect. And now we're going on six years now. Okay. And as long as both parties are happy... I think that's the most yes. important thing. It's working. Yep, so I do. I agree. So I do believe that both parties should be submissive and the women, she should, you know, let that man be the house, or the, you know, the head of the house. It'll work out. Okay. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Danny from Boston. Hey, Danny from Boston. We're talking about uh, being submissive in a relationship. What do you think? Listen, I think that submission comes naturally when you're with the right man. Mm-hmm. I, when I was 18, I was with a man who was eight years older than me. We lasted for about eight and a half years because I didn't know no better. But I found myself always trying to be, you know, I always had to provide for our family, provide for our kids, provide for his son who wasn't my son, you know, take care of my own daughter, take care of him. He left his job. So I lost that respect for him. Absolutely. I couldn't treat him like a man. Mm. I couldn't treat him like a man because he wasn't being the man that I needed him to be. So now I'm in a new relationship and I'm with a man where he does not taking care of me, but we meet each other 100, 100. And it's very, so easy. Like I can't talk to him the way I used to talk to old boy. Like I can't even. Damn, you call him old boy. Jeez. That's cause you, re- that, that's cause I, you. That, I literally would. That's cause you respect I him. 
exactly. I respect him. You know what I'm saying? And he gives me a reason to respect him. You know, he's like, and he's like a man's man. Like, a man should kind of be like, if your father was, you know, is, is going to be fixing your tire or something or cleaning your car or detail, you know what I'm saying? Taking care of the household, whatever. That's what he's supposed to do. I shouldn't have to worry about playing my role and playing yours because at that point, the balance is off. Okay. And then there's no yes. respect. And that's why I say submission in marriage is the spirit of respect a wife has toward her husband and a husband has toward his her, his wife. I ain't fixing no tie, though. Michelle, good morning. Hey, we know. Good morning, Charlamagne. What's up, baby? How you doing? We're talking about submissive in a relationship now. Um, well, I, I've been married seven years. I've been with my husband nine years. Mm-hmm. And I am that woman that Fantasia was speaking about. I am an alpha woman. I am a multi-unit manager. Like, I'm a boss at work. And recently, my husband and I are coming to a place, we've been through a rough patch. And I think something that I had to recognize in myself is, yeah, where we are right now, especially people from my generation, the crack epidemic, all of that stuff, it took our men. And as women, we had to stand up and do what we had to do. And so we move through the world as if this is what we have to do, but we forget that when you're in a partnership, it's more than one person. Mm-hmm. And with all of the constant oppression that is really the systematic oppression that's happening to our men, we have to provide our men with a place to be the head, to, to be a man, to be able to exercise those instincts to protect, to serve. It doesn't mean that he is not submissive to me when it has to happen. Mm -hmm. But there are times where I really have to take a swallow and sit down and recognize I have to allow him to do this. I have to allow him to to be a man. And it's not about denying who I am. It's about allowing him to be the king that he's supposed to be. Absolutely. That's why I really love what she said because it's so true. When she said women had to play both roles. So when they finally did get with a good man, they didn't know how to let go of that position. I, I totally understand that. It's like a survival mode thing, really. It is, especially when you have children. My kids need to get fed. My kids need to get clothed. These things need to get done. But when you, you know, I, I also think there's nothing worse than a husband who actually cares. And because of things that are not necessarily in his control, he is being blocked to be able to provide and lead his family all outside. I have to give him a place in the home. Absolutely. And I'll be the next. There you go. All right. Well, what's the moral? Thank you, Mama. What's the moral of the story, guys? I think the moral of the story is, man, you know, submission in marriage is a sign of strength. Like I said earlier, it's not a weakness, you know, and and it does require a great degree of personal strength of character. And and submission in marriage is a spirit of respect a wife has toward her husband and a husband has toward her wife. That's the that's the only reason I think some of these conversations get misconstrued sometimes because it always seems like it's so one-sided. But no, husbands have to be submissive to their wives as well. And I don't think this conversation for everybody. I don't know if this conversation for boyfriends and girlfriends, okay? Mm-hmm. People that are just dating. Because when that person makes a lifetime commitment to you, then you can say, all right, I'll be submissive. We're a partnership together. But I think in dating, first of all, some people don't even want to get married. They can be partners also. But I also feel like in dating, you're dating somebody with the expectation that this might be somebody you're going to spend the rest of your life with. So, when so you, you have to you have to start there because I'm not even going to marry somebody that I don't feel like can fulfill the things that a husband can fulfill. So when do you give that up? When you start really trusting the person and realizing that yeah, you, when, you're not just walking through life alone anymore? Yeah, when you feel like I wouldn't even date somebody I didn't think I was going to marry. All right. <laughs> you finished arguing? Yeah, that's not an Who argument. Who's uh, arguing? That's not an argument. I, I, I'm I love, just saying. I love hearing y'all go back Cause it, No, it's, it's different for you guys because you guys are married, but for myself and a person who is in a serious relationship, I, I think that, first of all, there's people that have been in partnerships longer than people that have been married. Right. That have been together for that long, too, and the same rules can apply. Oh, I agree.
But you said right. you not. You said you wouldn't date somebody. You didn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's my boyfriend if I'm not thinking like the, I could potentially marry so him. Every though. man you've dated, you thought about marrying? No, I'm saying I have a boy. I wouldn't make somebody my boyfriend if that wasn't a potential partner for me. So I've been with yeah, my boyfriend so for five years. Oh, so that's the only boyfriend you've had in your life? No, I'm, well, other boyfriends I've had. Yes, I look at them like. You date somebody, and then that becomes your boyfriend, but you wouldn't make somebody your boyfriend if you're not taking them serious enough. Like, this could potentially be somebody oh, that I would want to so stay with. so every boyfriend you've had, you thought about marrying? Not in high school. But, yeah, after high school, I think... Which I became an to, adult. I thought to myself, there's a mm. lot of people you could date. I would only date somebody that I saw was potentially a lifetime partner. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, we got, potentially. Rumors, on, well, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we are going to be talking about somebody who got fired before their first day of work. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's find out somebody who got fired before he even started. Listen up. It's Justin. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Saturday Night Live had just announced that they hired Shane Gillis, and then just a few days after they had made that announcement, they have already fired him. According to a spokesperson for Saturday Night Live, they said after talking with Shane Gillis, we have decided that he will not be joining SNL. Uh, we want SNL to have a variety of voices and points of view for, within the show, and we hired Shane on the strength of his talent as a comedian and his impressive audition for SNL. We were not aware of his prior remarks that have surfaced over the past few days. Well, what were those remarks? Uh, these remarks were actually things that he said that were on a podcast. Check it out. Give me your next candidate, Dems. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they are running the two Chang. Chang, dude. Uh, Yang um, or Chang? We live in a very strange time when SNL, a comedy show, doesn't understand a comedian at some point may have went too far. If it's any institution who should understand a comedian go to, going too far, it's one that's been around for decades, like SNL. And the problem I have with this is, like, it's not consistent. And the reason it's not consistent because... SNL got Eddie Murphy hosting in December. What are they going to do when this generation gets a hold of Raw or Delirious? Yeah, but at least and that was years and years and years ago. But does this it matter? Last year. Did you hear what this man said? And it wasn't a joke. It wasn't like he was telling yeah, jokes. Yeah, what he said. How do we know he wasn't telling jokes? He's on a podcast. Yeah, we heard, we just heard the audio. It wasn't, he that, was talking that, about Andrew joking Yang. About that. And it wasn't like in the reference of Andrew him. Yang was on CNN this weekend and said he doesn't think the guy should be fired. Yeah, he didn't feel like he should be fired and that he should lose his job, but he said he did experience a lot of anti-Asian racism throughout my upbringing, and it hurts. It's something very real, and I don't think that anti-Asian racial epithets are not taken as seriously as slurs against other groups. I just want all of these networks and these TV shows to be consistent, because once again, what is going to happen when this generation gets a hold of raw or delirious and starts being fake outraged? Because Eddie Murphy used gay slurs. He got Chinese jokes and delirious. Is SNL going to pull Eddie Murphy? Yeah, but that, that's something that we did at a time. When was that, 15 years ago? 20 years what, ago? And, the and, world has and changed Have you been alive the past four or five years? The world they, has changed they, they, they pulling things from 15, 10 years ago. Well, this was yeah. from last year. This is from last year. This is something from last year. This is some, we, we've now, all Now, let me tell you how Shane Gillis responded to this. He said, it feels ridiculous yeah, for great. comedians to be making serious public statements, but here we are. I'm a comedian who is funny enough to get SNL. That can't be taken away. Of course, I wanted an opportunity to prove myself at SNL, but I understand it would be too much of a distraction. I respect the decision they made. I'm honestly grateful for the opportunity. I was always a mad TV guy anyway. All I'm saying is we pick and choose who to prosecute and punish, and I really don't know how any of this works, because I don't think people really look at the offenses. They look at the outrage. If it's an overabundance of outrage over something, especially on social media, people react 
to that. Right, but the, the problem is, is I can't tell people what to be offended by. I'm not Jewish. I'm not. You Asian. just did because you said that they shouldn't said, be offended by like Eddie it. Murphy. I said, I said I didn't like it, but that was 15 years ago. The world was thirty different. actually. Thirty years ago, the world was different. But that's my point. This is this is a newer age and a newer time, and we we understand what people like and what they don't like. Okay, so I once think that again, I think that just saying things like racial slurs just for the sake of saying them, and it wasn't in the context of any. If you listen to what he just said, it wasn't in the context of him telling a joke. It was him saying that. Hey, listen, by the way, I love Eddie Murphy, but have you heard some of those? Do you remember some of those jokes from Ron Delirious? From 30 it, years ago? Absolutely. I, I think as a comedian, when you're doing stand up, it's different than when you're just having conversation and saying things okay. just for the sake so, of saying them. I don't think that you can just say anything is okay. Okay, anything so when goes. this era gets a hold of Ron Delirious, because they will, because you know how this era does, and they raise hell about Eddie in December. Keep that same energy. I don't think you can compare a stand-up comedy routine to him just saying something. So, so, so nobody let that so, let that effing. I can't even say the word. They mad at Chappelle. We do. Why are we acting like this? But like this they, wasn't they a was, stand-up they, comedy. They was mad at Kevin Hart's tweet. What are we talking about here? Anyway, this wasn't a stand-up Tracy comedy. Morgan stand -up. And you know what's interesting totally in the timing of this for, SN for SNL, the timing of this, this is the first time in the history of SNL that they've ever hired a person of East Asian descent at the same time I just want that SNL. he got hired, too. I just want SNL to be consistent. Because if they're going to be doing this to comedians, then that means there's going to be a whole lot of comedians they can't have host this show or be on this show. Because all of them have said something crazy in their past. All right. Um, now let's talk Comedy about Wendy. Let's talk about Wendy Williams. She has announced that she's getting two more seasons. So congratulations to her. Drop on the clues bomb for Wendy Williams. Mm -hmm. Pray for Kevin Hunter. Attention, Wendy staff and crew, and everybody gather around. She said uh, the Wendy Show has been renewed through 2022. I love you. So for people who didn't think it could potentially happen, it is happening. She's been hanging out a lot too. With Why I saw people, her and Jason Lee and Cardi B hanging mm -hmm. out. Why would people think Wendy wouldn't happen? Wendy been on for 11 years already. Well, I think because she had all those issues when she. Was was uh, not able to come to work and she was sick and we didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, and there definitely were people saying that they didn't think that the show would get rid of Wendy Williams got that. rid of her biggest issue, which was Kevin Hunter. And now that she has done that, good for her. That's the reason and now Wendy, her show has been That's the reason renewed. Wendy was missing work and that's the reason Wendy was sick. It was Kevin Hunter. All right, I'm Angela Yee. a whole nother baby out here. And that is your rumor report. Wendy is fine. And make sure you listen before the People's Choice Mix because we are giving you the chance to win one of 10 trips to New York for Powerhouse NYC that is complete with round-trip airfare for two people, two nights hotel accommodations, suite tickets, and the chance to meet the Breakfast Club. That's us. It's going down at Prudential Center on October 26th featuring Migos, Meek Mill, Lil Baby, A Boogie with the Hoodie, The Baby, David O, Meg Thee Stallion, Saweetie, Polo G, Little TJ, and more. If you want to enter for a chance to win, Win, text the keyword for today to 37911, and that will enter you for the chance to meet the Breakfast Club live at Powerhouse NYC. Of course, thanks to our friends at LuLaRoe, a pioneer in social retail and one of the fastest growing apparel brands in the U.S. To shop, visit LuLaRoe.com. That's L-U-L-A-R-O-E.com. All right. Well, when we come back to People's Choice Mix, get your request in revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. Text right now. Your chance to win a trip to Powerhouse NYC is now. Text the keyword. Meek, M-E-E-K, to 37911. For more info, terms, conditions, privacy, policy, and rules, go to thebreakfastclub.iheart.com. Keyword rules. A confirmation text will be sent. Standard message and data rates apply. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. At Simple Mobile, you'll get the no-contract advantage. You'll get nationwide coverage on a lightning-fast 4G LTE network, all without a contract. With no mystery fees, no activation fees, and no contract ever. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. See terms and conditions of service at simplemobile.com.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Swiss Beats for joining us. Swizzy. My inspiration there. Swizzy is a lot of people's daily motivation on Instagram. But, mm-hmm. you know, one of the key things that Swizzy talks about all the time is just giving of himself to others. And I know a lot of people think that that's some type of karma, like you give of yourself and you expect things in return. No, you should just give because you want to give. He's definitely a very generous person. With his time, with his resources, I rock with Swiss. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Swiss. That's that's my brother. And I, that's my inspiration. He inspires me so much. And yes, I have a big announcement. So these tickets, these pre-sale for the VIP tickets for the lip service tour go on sale today. And that starts at 10 a.m. on Ticketmaster.com. Lip service will be coming to a city near you. We'll be in Philly, New York, Charlotte, D.C., Atlanta, San Francisco, L.A., Houston, Dallas, New Orleans, Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago. Lip service podcast live. So make sure you guys get those VIP tickets. Uh, They go on sale for the general public on Friday. But starting today at 10 a.m., you can get the VIP tickets. All right. When we come back. Positive note, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's happening? Now, you got a positive note for the people? It's more like a reminder, man. I just want to tell people, don't forget you're human. It's okay to have a meltdown. Just don't unpack and live there, okay? Cry it out, then refocus on where you're headed. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?